0: wanted the best you've got the best podcast the hottest, hottest podcast in the world, in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host,
1: Chris Voss. Hi, folks, is Voss here from the com. Welcome to the show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you. The show that loves you, but doesn't judge you. At least not as harshly as, uh, I don't know, I got to make up something new other than the mother-in-law or your mom or your wife or your kids or uh, the show that judges, uh, doesn't judge you as harshly as that uh, lady who gives you that dirty look at, at the uh, grocery store. I don't know what that means. But uh, maybe you shouldn't uh, cut in line at the grocery store. So I don't know. We'll make up some different new things for that. Anyway, we have an exciting uh, gentleman, author on the show. Uh, He is passionate about his topic. I think you're going to find that. And he's going to be passionate uh, filling your mind and your uh, soul and your emotional being. Uh, You see see what I'm up to here? I'm trying to make this work out. Uh, And uh, (laughs) it's going to be an exciting show. And damn it, if you're not excited... Well, you might want to check your heartbeat, uh, check your uh, pulse, because you could be dead. But uh, if you're listening to the show still and you're not dead, well, you're probably me on Mondays. Uh, He is an amazing author that we have on the show, uh, and he's going to be talking about his latest, newest book called Brain Glue. How Selling Becomes Much Easier by Making Your Ideas Sticky came out January 18th, 2023 by James I. Bond. Is it James I or James L? I want to make sure I have that I, right. I, James I Bond. Uh, this is He also uses that line to pick up chicks. No, I'm just kidding. He's married for a long years. But uh, ha, brain glue. Now, this is not the same thing I use when I bleed profusely from the brain from doing too many episodes of the Chris Voss show. As we mentioned in the beginning, there's lots of brain bleeding. Uh, don't use brain glue. Go, go see the ER. Department, uh, or get a frontal little bottle. You like me? That's how I hold the br- left. Left of my brain is brain glue. Uh, anyway, we we're talking to him about this amazing book, and he's uh, a very passionate about. It and I think you're going to love it. You're going to learn how to sell, sell ideas, motivate people, et cetera, et cetera and uh, get more of what you want in life. Uh, in the meantime, as always, though uh all the shaming and guilt we can put on you please go to itunes give us a five-star review we love the people that go write those beautiful reviews about us and tell us that i'm the sexiest man alive that's the greatest show they've ever listened to (laughs) and uh you know all that stuff we love you people you guys you guys are great i know it's hard to go to itunes and fill out that review section and find it and stuff and if you ever want if you ever want help, let me know. We actually give it to authors, and they're just like, we can't figure out how to get there. Uh, but those people who do, you guys, you guys are the you guys are the warriors. There you go. I don't know what that means. Uh, anyway, are we doing warriors on the show? What the hell is going on? Do we have a new mascot? Um, so we're gonna be talking to him. Go to goodreads.com forward slash Chris Voss. YouTube.com forward slash Chris Voss. LinkedIn.com forward slash Chris Voss. And we have finally figured out the perfect way through AI to make uh, TikTok video shorts. And YouTube shorts. So go see us on TikTok at ChrisVoss1 uh, and follow what we're doing over there. Lots of cool stuff going on and little bits of the show that are up there as well. Uh, as always, and, and, and we have the most brilliant minds in the show, and none of them are myself, uh, James I. Bond is one of America's leading behavioral management specialists. He is the author of the award-winning book Brain Glue. And uh, he did a TED Talk recently on it as well. So check that out. Uh, You can Google that on the interwebs in the sky. Uh, For 13 years, he ran one of Southern California's leading behavioral management firms, working with a who's who of American business. Early in his career, he ran an advertising agency in Montreal. And he is a workshop leader and past workshop chairman for the resource partner of the U.S. Business Administration. He's been a featured guest at three southern california universities and now he reaches the pinnacle of his career joining us on the chris voss show welcome to the show james how are you
0: i'm awesome chris how are you
1: i am awesome as well i am energized and emotionally pumped by uh, uh us uh, getting warmed up for this in the green room uh give us your com so people can find you on the interwebs please
0: uh the easiest way is brain glue mm-hmm. that'll kind of give you a whole o- overview of brain glue and me and you know,
1: other things. (laughs) There you go. There you go. And where do we order this brain glue? Is this on Amazon? Absolutely. (laughs) It's on Amazon. So, and an easy way to do it is you can go
0: to braingluebook.com and I'll take you to the Amazon page, but also we're going to have fun today. So that'll be real.
1: We're definitely going to have fun. We always have fun on the Chris phone. That's what the whole show's about, but uh, it's great to have you on. You know, did you, you probably considered this selling like a little tube of brain glue just on the side or I don't know. (laughs) There might be some product liability there in case somebody actually tries to use it for, I don't know, an ear problem or something. But uh, so tell us, what what motivated you want to write this book?
0: So I ran an advertising agency in Montreal. I live in Southern California. We've lived here for like 35 years. But in Montreal, I worked my way up and won major clients. You know, companies like Kraft Foods and Timex, Avon, Seagram's World Headquarters is there. So uh, all you boozers out there, ha, ha. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and uh, but I'm a logical person and I created mm. fantastic ads they loved them and everything else and we had the opportunity to win the anti-drug campaign in America mm. and so, of course me, I'm a logical person so I had powerful logical reasons why you should not do drugs and they loved it until I saw and they saw the ad that they went with and the ad that they went with was this guy holding an egg saying this is your brain crack the shell and drop the egg into a sizzling frying pan there's your brain on drugs. Any questions?
1: Yeah, and everybody remembers that campaign.
0: It's amazing. It was like one of the most powerful, yeah. but it was also emotional selling, not logic. There's no logic in it. Brain, like, yeah. you know, but it's emotional selling. And emotional selling, I suddenly freaked out. You know, I'm in advertising and marketing and life, and I don't know how to do emotional selling. I'm a logical person, and I realized, you know, when you trigger the emotion sides of the brain, it's so powerful that it supersedes everything else you know it just and they consider that one of the most powerful anti-drug campaigns that ever existed and it
1: was it was
0: so so i i i thought you know i can't figure out how to do this they don't teach it in school and so what i did was i said i wrote your brain on drugs on a three by five card and then i figured you know what instead of me trying to overanalyze it because i have no clue how to do this why don't I create a passion box? You know, I got a box and I call it a passion box. And I said, every time Mm. I see an ad or hear something, that's just emotional selling. You know, it Mm. could be a quote from a famous person. That's okay too. Mm. I said, I'm not going to, I know there are patterns. I don't have, I don't even have a clue what the patterns are. So I'll just put them all in the box. Mm. And then eventually, hopefully I'll be able to have enough things in the box that I'll be able to figure out like how emotional selling works. I remember, remember I'd go, with my wife, we were talking about it earlier, and uh, my wife hated going to doctors' offices with me because I'd be flipping through a magazine. And because you know, doctors' offices always have magazines you don't read. For me, it's like you know, Better Homes and Gardens or I don't know, you know, Vogue magazine. And I'm going through it, and I'm going, ah, like, oh, wow. And she turns to me and goes, "Do not tear it out of the magazine." I said, No, no, I've got to put this in my passion box. And she's like, Ugh. she moves as as far away from me as possible. I do not know that guy okay? But it, it's after more than 10 years of putting things inside the ad, the box, the passion box, I met John Gray in Southern California. Uh, and uh, John Gray was telling me how he wrote this incredible book, Men, Women, and Relationships. And it only sold a few thousand copies, and he was frustrated because he knew this was like a life-changing book for so many people. People loved the book who read it, but almost no one was reading it.
2: Mm-hmm. So he's
0: telling me how he got this crazy idea to change the title to Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and to tweak the content a little so you refer to it throughout the book. Guess what happened? <laughs> he went from a few thousand to 50 million books he sold, almost half a million just overnight, all because he changed the title, and it blew my mind. It was like, what is it about that title, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, that suddenly made everybody go like, whoa, I got to have that. And so when I got home, I dumped the passion box on my bed, and I discovered that. Uh, well, first I realized, as I'm writing, uh, "Men are from Mars" on a three x five card, that he used a metaphor. I mean, men aren't really from a different planet. I mean, maybe you and I, Chris, are from a different planet, but everybody, every other guy is. I not. mean,
1: everyone, everyone knows that. I mean, we've yeah, been, well, okay, we people Ooh, have been well. living on the on the planet for some time now. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I realized that's a metaphor. I went like, "Is metaphor the re- the answer to how to do emotional selling? So when I got home, I dumped the passion box on my bed and quickly discovered that metaphors is one of fourteen brain triggers at the heart of emotional selling. I oh. thought my brain was going to explode. It was like, "Whoa!" You mean? <laughs> uh, I'll give you some examples, okay? And I want to tell you this is the missing piece. In, go ahead.
1: Okay, let's do this first because we like to lay a good foundation and get people up to speed on your books. Uh, let's say let's move to the examples just after this, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, or, or you can use these T's on this, but give us like a 30,000 compact uh, view of what's inside of the book and, and what, what it entails.
0: So people love the book. They say it's mind-blowing and it's fast. It's bang, 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 bang. It's like, you don't have to go through 300 pages of one point or anything else. Some are, some are two or three pages, but it's mind-blowing because it's like, it teaches you something that you go like, I, 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 I defy anyone to read this or read any of the sections and go like, oh, I wish someone told me about this before because it talks about – I'll give you some examples, okay? I, I mean, you want me to hold it back in the examples, but I just want to relate this, okay? Sure. So um, if the gloves don't fit, you must acquit, okay? Mm-hmm. Most of us who are old enough to remember O.J. Simpson's trial remember that. Yeah, and that that simple phrase was so powerful that it literally got him. I mean, he of course faked that the glove didn't fit him and all that stuff, or exaggerated it. But the point is, I remember after the trial, two of the jurors were asked with all that evidence against O.J. And then there was a ton of evidence. Why do you let him go free? And yeah. they looked and they went, "We knew if the gloves don't fit, you must acquit. The gloves didn't fit, so we had to acquit." Rhyme. And it's like, whoa, I heard this other one. Um, in the early days of uh, the bread industry, a uh, Wonder Bread invented sliced bread. You know, you've often heard the phrase, I've heard the phrase, you know, oh, why well, that's the smartest thing since sliced bread. Well, Wonder Bread invented sliced bread, but they bleach it, you know, so it's white and all that stuff. Well, two of the companies that hated Wonder Bread that were competing with them came up with this phrase. Are you ready for a phrase? The whiter your bread, the quicker you're dead. Okay, and it went a wonder bread for 10 years dominated the bread industry. And these guys, they started telling it to uh, journalists and journalists started putting it in magazines and newspapers. The whiter your bread, the quicker you're dead. These guys are saying, "Blah, there's an illness called pellagra, which is the absence of vitamin B3. When you have that, you have it's like it's like a covid that we had that suddenly you get sick. And so because uh, Wonder Bread bleached their bread, they kill all the vitamins and minerals, a lot of the vitamins and minerals in it. And wow. it literally threw them almost into bankruptcy. Everybody, because because journalists love the headline because they knew that audiences are going to love the headlines. They said, "The wetter your bread, the quicker your death." It's like, can you imagine a headline in you know, New York Times or I don't know whatever mm-hmm. man, you know, newspapers? It's like what? <laughs> you start reading the article, it forces you to read the article. Now, eventually, Wonder Bread came up with fortified food. They actually invented the concept of fortified, where you add they put niacin, ah. which has lots of P three in it. But it's just, it's like. A simple phrase, certain mm-hmm. simple phrases are so powerful that they we go like, whoa, you know? There it's you like, go. Huh, and they get us hooked.
1: And so the concept of brain glue is to make your ideas sticky. And so uh, I guess this is what you mean by sticky, the examples you're giving us here, and making them stick in our brains. How much of it is repetition as opposed to uh, having it... Um, Strategically be, I don't know right the word, where it is, but mnemonically or whatever, be, be triggering or, or have that uh, the simplicity of the statement?
0: Well, here's the secret, okay? And it's a very important secret. If you're rich, like McDonald's is rich, and you can spend $100, $200, $300 million on advertising. But we most of us don't have that. Mm. So, But there are hooks that you can use to knock the socks off even major companies. I'll give you two examples. Okay, uh, one of the things I have is trigger words. So, Odwalla was owned by Coca-Cola, and it was the dominant, uh, um, uh, um, you know, drink. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, juice. Uh, the uh, and then along came these three guys, two or three guys, and they had this thing, and they said, you know what? We don't have the money to compete with Oddwalla, but maybe we can be smart and come up with like a trigger word. So, what did they call their beverage? Naked beverages. <laughs> Naked beverages shot past Odwala. walla These guys like had almost no money, and yet suddenly people started. But you know, you're walking in store and you go, no, 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 naked? What the heck's that? You pull it off the shelf and you check it out. As soon as you pick it up, there's a better chance you're going to buy the thing. You go, oh, naked? Oh, it's all natural. Oh, I got to get this. And suddenly their sales shot past walla, which was owned by Coca-Cola. I mean, now how about? Uh, I in the Western United States we have In-N-Out Burgers. Okay. Now, In N -N Out uses something called chiasmus, which is a flip. I'll talk about that in a while, but they're competing with McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. I mean, these guys have hundreds of millions of dollars to spend, and yet In N Out is a block. You can't go buy an In N Out without seeing a line of cars that are going in there to buy stuff. Why? Because In N Out, first of all, used to be, (laughs) we used to think of In N Out as sex. I mean, what is In N Out? (laughs) Really? And you see it, a big sign. You don't remember that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do. I just,
0: yeah, you see the big sign in and out. Still burgers. do actually. <laughs> really. And you're driving by In and Out Burgers, like what? And it gets atten- It gets our attention, and then you know, and then people check it out. And what happens is we're so bombarded with with information that you have to stand out. You have to find a way to stand out. I mean, we we're talking. We we're talking a little bit about um, vodka. So I got to tell you this one. So this woman. Page zero. How many people out there, if you advertise or you're selling a product or service and you try to advertise on social media? Well, here's a woman who is a mom, a stay-at-home mom, and she spent zero. And I'll tell you in a second how many fans she has. She's never spent a nickel on this, okay? She has over 5 million fans, okay? How does she get that? So she's thinking, I want to create a Facebook page. Let me think. So mommy needs time to herself. Mommy needs to rest. I know what mommy needs. Mommy needs vodka.
1: Oh, her, I was thinking her, the- her,
0: her, her page is Mommy Needs Vodka. And here's how, here's how she got so many fans. So she'll post something and people will spread it. Okay. And she has really fun posts. And so I see a post and I goes, Oh, huh, that's pretty funny. And then I look in the top and I see it's from Mommy Needs Vodka. <laughs> what the heck's that? <laughs> Click on that, take it to her page. She's got another cool thing, other cool posts. Oh, I got to, I could definitely have to be a fan. Click on that now i'm a fan she's got over five million fans and how much did she spend zero how many people spend a fortune and you're lucky if you get a thousand fans That's and yet, true. she's got five million fans and it's because of trigger words and trigger phrases when we understand trigger phrases there are certain phrases that jump off the page like i mean um
1: there you go hear- so so let me let me interject here uh yeah. Uh, thanks, Adam. Uh, I love, he loves this, uh, info. He's got a uh, book in his Amazon cart. Um, you know, there's an interesting story as to, uh, as to why people buy and they buy through emotion. I think we'll agree. And we can expand them on, but what's interesting to me is there's a story behind the title of your book and how you reformatted <laughs> the copy of it. And this is, uh, I think important for helping people understand the difference between selling with logic and why it doesn't sell well as when you try and sell with emotion because people make, in spite of, you know, all the, you know, you can tell everyone the specs on a product and people are still going to buy emotion. Uh, so t- tell us that story because I think that's really interesting and it, it's a great description of the difference between logical selling and emotional selling, if you would.
0: So I'm lucky because I was able to interact with Jack Canfield. Jack Canfield wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, which sold, the series of books sold 500 million books. Hey, if I made 50 cents a book at 500 million, I'm okay. (laughs) 10 cents a book, 500 million. Can you imagine? I mean, how many people are there in America? (laughs) That's true. But the title of my book was Sell More with the Right Brain Marketing Strategy. Well, guess what that is? That's not emotional. That's logical. Mm. Okay. I'm a logical guy. And I realized as I did this, that the book is how, how logical people can sell emotionally and suddenly have your sales explode. I love to say, uh, switch your pitch if you want to get rich. Okay. And it works. But my book was called sell more with the right brain marketing strategy. So, so Jack Hanfield got pissed at me. He said, I've got so many books to look at. And I was just starting, I picked up your book. I just started looking at it and I couldn't put the damn thing down, which is, you know, I'm sorry. Can I use that as a quote? You know? Uh, and uh, he says, I'll give you quotes. In fact, I'm forcing everybody in my company, I'm buying copies for everybody in my company. and I'm forcing them to read this book, which is pretty cool. He's a guy who's massively rich. I don't need to tell him what to do or give him advice. And yet he's like I'm hooked on it. But he says, I'm going to give you quotes on one condition.'" You change the title of the book. The whole book's about brain glue, and you're calling it Sell More with the Right Brain Marketing Strategy. You're teaching us how to be emotional and emotional selling, and you've got a logical title. What are you, <laughs> nuts? You know, I'm like, I'm sorry. And, you know, when you sell a book on Amazon, Amazon, once you get a certain number of uh, uh, reviews, like 50, and 100, and all that stuff, uh, then it, it beco- goes into their algorithm, and it becomes, you know, they help you sell the book even more. Mm-hmm. and I don't like a lot. I think I had 70, 80 uh, reviews. And he, I said, really, do I have to? He said, yes, you have to. You want my quotes. You want you want us to love your book. You got to be, follow what you're teaching. <laughs> so I had to change the name of the book to Brain Glue, which it's, you know, it's Brain Glue is what it is. It's yep. your brain like glue. because And think about this, okay? A lot of people ask, like, why, Brain Glue, it makes sense. You know, I'll start a phrase, and, and you can end it, okay? Jack and Jill went up the... Kill. Thank you. And how when was the last time you heard that phrase? Like 10, 20, maybe 50 for me, like 50 years ago. I'm old as we are, so what can I say? Uh, and yet it uh. sticks to the brain like on my deathbed, you could say Jack and Joe went up there, and I'll finish the phrase, you know, because it sticks to the brain. And I became mm-hmm. fascinated by the fact that there are certain things you want it to pop off the page and you want it to stick to the brain. You know, I mean, uh, uh Warren Buffett, and it doesn't just work with titles of books and and products that you're selling although it really works with that but famous people use this john um warren buffett who i did work with his company by the way they brought me on because i'm one of america's leading behavior management specialists i had actually lots of fun with them but but the point was he said uh he has this great quote he says only when the tide goes out do you realize who's been swimming naked Oh. I love that quote. It basically, he's saying, you know, only when times get tough, do you realize who's really good and ingenious and all that stuff. Okay. But if you say that, it goes one ear, in one ear, out the other. You go, like, okay, fine. But to say, only when the tide goes out, do you realize who's been swimming naked? It's like, what? <laughs> huh? Wow. Okay.
1: Oh, uh, there you go. And so people buy with emotion. They, uh, they, they are motivated by emotion. How much of repetition goes into this? Because, you know, it can be probably a good little a rhyme. Does it have to be a rhyme? I guess that's another question. Nope. I'll just throw two at you if you don't nope. mind. Um, and uh, how much does repetition go into this? Because, you know, even during the trial, you know, the I mean, the you don't acquit unless the, the gloves fit and I believe he'd gone off his arthritis or one of his medications to make his hands swell um, is what it came out later. Uh, you know, how much is the repetition of a part of this? Even once you get a good juicy uh, saying,
0: and this is the key. You don't need a lot of repetition. Mm. What did I say about the whiter your bread?
1: The quicker uh, you're dead. The quicker you're dead. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now I said that before brain glue, I say it once to people and I don't say it again and they say like, I'm so glad some people who know me, I'm so glad you changed your name because they could not figure out the freaking name of your book, you know, I said I, some. I, I forget what the title is, you know, but I say brain glue and I go oh yeah, it's called brain glue, brain glue the key is, this is when you have lots of money, you can use repetition okay, McDonald's you deserve a break today, blah, 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 whatever else their ads are. They Coca-Cola. I mean, they got hundreds of millions of dollars to spend to repeat it over and over and over again, so it sticks. We don't have that luxury, so we need something that works, a hook, okay? I mean, I'm old enough to remember, you probably are also, JFK, John F. Kennedy, mm-hmm. who said, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. It was profound. And it sticks to the brain. And so what I, I know people, I would start saying that. they go, oh, and they finish the phrase. And I said, you're not even old enough to remember uh, JFK. He said, yeah, I just heard it somewhere once. Once. And that's the power of uh, brain glue is most of the tools, you can hear it just once. And you like, mommy needs what? Vodka. Uh, okay. Vodka. How many yeah, times see, I need I need that? some
1: repetition on that. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. You don't need the repetition to for it to stick to the brain, and that's the beauty of Brain Glue. Is you want to pop your idea off off the page or off whatever it is, if you're running an ad or something, or if you're telling something somebody something, and then you want it to stick to the brain, so that if they're not ready to buy right now or say yes to you right now, they will remember you. And what happens is you're talking before we started in the green room. You're talking about uh, you know somebody negative and all that stuff. I always remember this. Um, Steven Spielberg, when he did Jaws, he got tons of fabulous reviews, tons of fabulous reviews, except one. And I forget it was, but it was like this lady was world famous back then as a reviewer. And she said, it's a shame Steven Spielberg is so uh, superficial. And it really pissed him off. And it stayed with him forever. And that's why he ended up doing uh, Schindler's List because – He was, I remember him talking about it. He said, it bothered me so much. You know, I did E.T. And I did all these other movies that were massive blockbusters. And yet, it's still that one thing that she said that was negative stuck in my brain. And I just, my whole life was all about, I'd wake up and go, but I'm still superficial, you bitch. Sorry, my language, guys. But, you know, (laughs) it pissed him off because negative, you know, a gazillion positive and one negative review. And that one negative review stood out beyond the positive. And it's because of how we're wired. Our brain is wired a certain way. And so because of that, it just, you know, there are certain things that stick in such a way. I mean, um, what's her name? Eve Ensler did the vagina monologues, okay? <laughs> a, play, a play, okay, the vagina monologues. Hard to
2: forget that.
0: <laughs> you think if she said women's rights, if that's what the play was, that if she would have gotten as many people as vagina monologues, no. Who, you know, if you talk about a trigger word, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I even mean, kind of when she started doing it, the vagina wasn't like a real popular word to use in common social circles, you know.
0: Well, Mae West, and Mae West started at the beginning of the movie industry, and she was just amazing, absolutely amazing. I don't know why. I've never seen a movie on Mae West because she was the ultimate in women's lib, and she was smart. She had a play she created called Sex. And they actually came to her because it was crossed the line. Today it wouldn't cross the line at all, but you can do anything almost on, on a screen or whatever in a play. But it was sex. And they said to her, um, so, may you know, you can't be running the play like this or we're going to have to arrest you. She goes, oh, please arrest me. <laughs> I said, arrest you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So more people. More people will show up to my play. <laughs> she understood this. She had some great lines. She said, um, oh, she had such great lines. Uh, Women like a man with a past. But they prefer a man with a present (laughs) show up with a present okay (laughs) she said uh uh uh, uh, she had so many good girls go to heaven bad girls go everywhere yeah i love this i uh, hopefully i'm not crossing line with all you guys but a hard man is good to find
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's good to find
0: she was just and she was famous she was so famous that if they would have her in another movie She was the only actress and the only actor, actually, that had the right to write her own lines so she could add some of her own lines. Because people said, because she understood these power tools and how to write them in such a way that, uh, you know, that people would remember it. And and just the movies would actually get more ratings.
2: Mm. You
0: You know, it's just because there are certain, the brain has processes. It likes processes. Mm-hmm. i'll give you um one of them is called chiasmus okay and you we've heard once i start describing chiasmus people go oh i know that okay winners never quit and quitters never win when the going gets tough the tough get going okay mm-hmm. it's a flip okay uh president jfk said ask not what your country can do for you ask what you can do for your country mm-hmm. and he said um um mankind must put an end to war or war will put an end to mankind Mm-hmm. Okay, it's powerful because it sticks. Um, Malcolm X said, We didn't land on, you know, here's a black guy talking about civil rights and everything, and people loved him because of how he said things. He said, We didn't land on Plymouth Rock, the rock landed on us. I mean, that's much more powerful than saying, I'm a black guy in America. Do you have any idea how hard it is being black in America? It's much more powerful to say, you know, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock, the rock landed on us. People go like, oh, okay. He also said, um, uh, when you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. There you Isn't go. That's so how profound <laughs> that is.
1: Definitely. So, so what you're illustrating here is, is some of the great things that really stick with us and, 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 and actually have led people to power, fame, and popularity, uh, whether it's a movie star or politicians use the uh some of them are for hate uh, you know hitler used a lot of uh and mnemonics is the wrong word yep. i know i'm using the wrong word there um but the, you using these short phrases and these sticky items they've used them for good bad evil uh politicians have used them you know uh uh, what was the, you know, I, I hear we'll just pull like a George uh, Bush one senior. Uh, it was the uh, oh, yeah, read my lips, no new taxes, right?
0: Uh, but yeah, right. Or Biden's build back better. You think it's a coincidence yeah. that he uses or Trump's uh, um, make America great again. Good, good. Great again. I mean, you think it's a coincidence that these guys use alliteration, the repetition of sounds. Exactly. I mean, we have, uh, I have this product squatty potty. I mean, this is. This is, this is not about selling more products. No. This is about persuasion. So you're, mm-hmm. you know, so all your things, so your ads, your emails, your social media posts, and you're just trying to persuade somebody. You're trying to persuade your boss to give you a raise. You know, you're trying to show uh, coworkers how something's really important. Here I got this great one. Uh, so you care about uh, pollution, right? Mm-hmm. So here's a line. Americans discard 2.5 million plastic bottles every hour. Boy, it sounds like a lot. How much is that? So one of the things I talk about is perspective, okay? So listen to it now. Americans discard 2.5 million plastic bottles every hour. That's enough to reach the moon every three weeks.
1: There you go. Yeah, that, that, and then you think about that in your head.
0: Exactly, because Mm. now we we have a perspective. You know, people say stuff all the time, and, uh, you know, I had this woman – because I do coaching for the U.S. Small Business Administration, you know, sometimes I get twenty or thirty people, but often it'll be two hundred to 200 to three hundred people, and I'm coaching, which is fun. And this woman comes up to me and says, "I love your workshops. I absolutely love them. But you scream. Why do you scream?" And I'm like, "Uh, sorry. I started defending it. I came from a big family. What can I say? I just, you know." Says, "No, no, no. When you send emails, it's all capital letters. That's screaming." I'm like, Oh, that's what she's talking about. Yeah. I thought she was talking about me talking. Cause she said you scream, but yeah. she met in my emails and it's like, Oh, and we, how often do we, does somebody tells us something or worse? We tell somebody something that we think is just really amazing. And they kind of look at us and go, eh, okay, I'm not really interested. I mean, yeah. I remember I tell a story in my book about, uh, uh, Walt Disney, Walt Disney helped his brother. And, uh, investors become what rich with uh with animation okay that's what he did animation then when he tried to sell them the idea of disneyland he said eh, no we're not interested he said no, no you got he said no i'm not interested." no matter how hard he tried he couldn't get through to them of how it's profound if we can take the characters that we're creating in animation and create um, a theme park based on that but for whatever reason he didn't say it right and he had to go He did a deal with ABC television that was new at the time. They loved him because he was famous, because he was Walt Disney. And he started selling Disneyland on the TV show. And suddenly, you know, after months, his brother and the investors went, oh, that's what you mean. Oh, what a great idea. I mean, here was a guy, he made them rich, and they still ignored him because somehow he didn't say it in a right enough way or show it in a right enough way that people went like, oh, I get what you're saying. We think people are listening to us. Most people are not. They're thinking about uh, what time is it? i got to do, do, be so-and-so. My wife did this or my husband did this or I'm going through a divorce or I just want a client or, or how long is this guy going to talk or whatever else. And we think they're listening to us and they're not, and that's why we need to trigger the brain so they go like, what? I mean, Blue Emu, I love this ad. Blue Emu is anti-arthritis anti-arth- cream. And I saw Johnny Bench. Uh, the, the famous baseball player, uh, doing the ad. And I'm doing something else while the TV's on. And Johnny Bench says, Blue Emu, it works fast and you won't stink. And I'm like, what did he just say? What did he, what did he just say? Blah, 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 blah. And now I'm listening to the commercial. Da, 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 and he says, yeah, remember, it works fast and you won't stink. It's like, what? It's like vagina monologues. It's like, you're going to sing And She's got this play. It's called Vagina Monologues. It's called what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, and and emotion emotion is a big part of selling and memory and everything else. I mean, whether you're dating, emotions is a huge thing. You can't just logically go out to people and be like, "Hey, we should uh uh, mate and have kids." You know, there there is emotion. (laughs) People, every emotion sells. Like you know, people say to me, you know, I don't I don't sell. I'm not good at sales, and I'm like, no, you are. Yeah, you sold. You know. A girlfriend or wife or or husband on how to marry you you sold you sell your kids on ideas to be good every day um you're we're all selling 24 seven, and a lot of us sell on emotion and and that's how it gets picked up but you know like memes like it's interesting how memes stick too and that's probably why uh memes are so sticky and and some of the things that we remember some of our most famous actors saying or politicians saying right
0: Absolutely. Well, I, I love happy face, you know, I'll mm-hmm. do a text and you read the text and you don't know if it's positive or negative and I'll put a happy face and they go, oh, okay, happy face. <laughs> it triggers the brain, mm-hmm. you know, you know, if I'm pissed off at you, I'm not going to put a happy face, you know, and so, or I'll put a, you know, <laughs> a, 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 you know, an unhappy face. But I mean, so memes are very important because they add an image to it that triggers a different part of the brain. And when you do that, it helps people better understand what we're selling. I mean, I love John Gray did men are from Mars, women are from Venus, you know? I mean, what does that mean? Your brain doesn't go, okay, men are from a different planet. Or is it talking about men from Mars? I didn't know Mars has men. No, we're not thinking about that. Our brain has to think through this. It goes, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Oh, okay. I guess he means men seem like they're from a different planet or whatever. I mean the brain goes through all this processing while you're laughing, probably. I remember in the store, the first time I saw the book, I'm going looking at different books in a in a bookstore and da, 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 men are from Mars, men are from me. It says, What? And I picked it up and I'm checking it out and I go like, Oh, that's kind of cool, you know. But I picked it up. That if you're selling a, a product or a book in a store or something you want people to pick it up and go like what the heck's that naked juice oh what the hell's that you know and you know if you have a you know like you have your podcast is you want to people to go like what you know you know it when you have a a hook with anything when you're trying to persuade your boss you're trying to persuade your kids you know you want to you want to attract attention i say it, my wife, my wife, and I guess a lot of guys have this with your wife or girlfriend, is I talk to her and I say, oh, wow, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, okay. I said, you weren't listening? She said, yeah, yeah, I was. I said, okay, what did I say? And she goes, um, okay, what were you saying? You know, She looked like it. She had the body language. I thought she's listening. And then I realized, no, she's not listening because I'm used to her. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just we have to understand that all of us, you know, you see – Used to be kids, but now it's even adults walking across the street looking at their phone. You know, texting Dang. and all that stuff. We live in an over-communicated world, and so if you want to, pers- persuasion is one of the most important skills you could ever learn. You know, certainly for selling products and services, you have to learn this. Okay, but it isn't just that. It's persuasion. Like you want to, you know, you want to w- pick up the love of your life. You know, people love jokes. I do jokes. I'm terrible at jokes, by the way. But here are some jokes that come out of brain glue tools. Uh, I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. Okay?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, congratulations. There you go. Okay? Um, I'd rather wake up and pee than pee and wake up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So okay. so, so, let me ask you this. Do you, you talk in the book about how once you understand this concept – how do you use this for marketing? How do you develop these these little sayings or rhymes or quotes? Do I, you know, I mean, this is what a lot of major ad, big ad agencies get paid. But say I'm an entrepreneur out there. Or I'm a marketer. Or I run somebody in a marketing division. I'm listening to this on LinkedIn. Um, how, d- does your book talk about how to build these, how to create them and and make them work?
0: Absolutely. That's what the whole book is about. Okay. it starts with a it starts with a description then it gives you examples and then it has exercises for you to do and it's oh. so sort of sweet it's not and so so i'll give you an example like the first thing you want to do is we're logical people most of us okay so you want to start with a logical description of what your product or service is okay or your mm-hmm. idea okay but you want to start with a logical description of that you always have to start with that you have to get it out of your brain okay so it's clear then what you want to do is now you're going to start applying tools, and I'll give you two tools that you can apply. But there are lots of different ones.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There are 14, <laughs> but and they're really powerful. People love them because you can you use multiple different ones. The first one you want to start with is a metaphor analogy. My product or idea is just like blank. Okay, you know Chris Voss's show is just like jumping into a, a bowl of Jello. It's a, you're laughing and jiggling all the time. You're enjoying. Okay. Uh, that's not right but anyway
1: you know what i mean yeah, yeah i guess
0: spend yeah. some time and come up with a uh, so i'll give you an example of uh, someone who came up with this <laughs> pretty interesting analogy so paul tran creates an electric razor to, r- to shave man's private areas i don't want to get too much into that but okay sure we get it so he wanted to create a name that everyone would know what the product does without offending anybody so what do you think he came up with how about the lawnmower <laughs> He calls his product the lawnmower. He eventually changed the name of his company to Manscaped. Okay, we're go. landscaping men with the lawnmower, <laughs> and so he's sold like over a hundred million dollars. His company is so booming that big companies are trying to buy him out, and he's like say, "Ah, it's not enough. I haven't fun. and he hasn't you know sold off his company yet. But it's just the lawnmower. I mean, who would ever think the lawnmower? But it's you want to come up with the craziest analogy or metaphor you possibly can. My product is just like a lawnmower. Yeah. Okay. And then he called the product that. What happened? So, you, by the way, laughers are buyers. <laughs> That's, That's one thing. Laughers know, are buyers.
1: Laughing. I like that one. I got to remember that one.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so what happens is, so I just, bought, let's say I bought it. Well, I didn't, but I, let's say I bought a, a, a lawnmower. I'm not going to share it, by the way, first of all. But I bought a lawnmower. And I said, I stopped telling my buddies, hey, guys, guess what? I just bought the lawnmower. With a lawnmower? What, you're, you're mowing your lawn? No, I'm mowing my body. You know and you share it and the, you know one of the best power tools you have is to have a name or a concept that's so fun that people will share it with friends so it becomes word of mouth
1: there okay? you go manscaping
0: and works with phrases but so that's the first thing is that and the second one is come up with um um rhyme and so uh uh th- this lady uh this mom and her son in utah came up with this stool that you put your feet up it raises your feet a little bit when you're on the toilet okay i don't want to talk about toilet stuff and vagina and but it works she wanted yeah it sticks
1: (laughs) it's used daily
0: so she she wanted to come up with a really cool name her and her son and so they went okay (laughs) so it's a toilet stool but i don't want to call it toilet stool that doesn't sound really good uh well another word for toilet is potty okay and what are we doing we're having you squat squatty potty oh let's call it squatty potty in less than two years, they reach a hundred million dollars of sales, and they have no business experience. Okay, how many people out there are struggling your whole life, and you just make a—you're lucky if you make a few bucks? Here's a mom and her son, and they made over a hundred million dollars. They went on a Shark Tank, and people are lining up to—oh, we want to—you know—we want to invest in this. Why? Because it's called Squatty Potty. The name triggers the brain. You know, people go like, "Oh, wow, yeah, we got to get into that." And what you want to do is you want to trigger the emotion sides of the brain. You want to get, you know, I saw this guy. (laughs) I always remember this guy in a T-shirt that said, life sucks and then you die. And I thought like, no, we're living life right now. Life has to be awesome right now. I mean, although I do know a few people that can use that T-shirt, but I won't get into that. Definitely. But I mean, but we don't want the T-shirt that says life sucks and then you die. We want to have fun. We want to, you know, just enjoy life. And if we're selling something, we want our prospects our clients or our boss or whoever else it is to enjoy interacting with us also just last thing on this issue there's something called uh oxytocin that triggers the brain when you tell someone a joke
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay it's the opposite of cortisol cortisol is the, the fight or flight uh drug that goes through our body so if somebody pisses you off <clears throat> or scares you cortisol goes into your body and it stays in the bloodstream for up to 36 hours wow. the only way to uh, the only antidote to uh, cortisol is oxytocin. And oxytocin mm. is if you tell somebody a joke, even if you're bad at it, and I'm terrible at telling jokes, by the way, as you probably heard, mm-hmm. it triggers the part, the part of the brain that makes people much more receptive to what you're offering. So I have two friends who are in the top 100 attorneys. One is in the top 10 attorneys in the country. I don't want to say who he is and all that stuff because I'll give away a secret. But we were talking about this and he was telling me, you know, my secret tool is humor. When I go mm-hmm. into a courtroom, I make the judge laugh and I make the jury laugh. I, it's one of the most important things I do because when I make them laugh, two things happen. First, they become much more receptive to what I'm offering. But mm-hmm. second is they like me. Yeah. They li- if somebody makes you laugh, oh, well, that's what, hey, you guys want to pick up gorgeous girls? You know, jokes, even if they're bad jokes, girls love jokes, okay? But it's just, it's, it, and so do jurors and so do, uh, um, so do judges. And so his secret weapon, he says, people give me cases all the time that they know there's no way they can win. And I don't win every case, he was telling me, but I win a lot of these cases that nobody else can win. And in a large part, it's because I get them laughing. If I can get them laughing, they want me to, you know, they want to relate and connect with me. I mean, mm-hmm. It's powerful.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Uh, these are the things that really work. And I and I love how you deliver with all the energy, too, as well, to prove your point. Uh so,
0: It's fun. Uh, it's fun. There
1: you go. I, you know, I it, want to switch your
0: pitch if you want to get rich, okay? Switch <laughs> I want to light the pitch. fire of the teacher how to light the fire of desire in your buyers, okay? There yeah! you go, man. Things are <laughs> hair's on fires
1: <laughs> There you go. So people need to pick up your book and read it. Uh, in the final thing, give us the final pitch on your book as we go out.
0: Well, life is short and you have to have fun, okay? Mm-hmm. But you also want to be uh, you know, you, you, you switch your pitch. If you want to get rich, it's fun to make money. I remember the first time I started making a ton of money by applying this and I made a ton of money. I crossed over seven figures and I started thinking like, am I allowed? Did I just do something illegal? Cause it's so freaky to cross over and start making a ton of money, but it's fun. And this will help you have fun while you're, you know, making money and doing really well. And so have fun. Life is too short. Or we'll have the T-shirt. Life sucks, and then you die. We'll sell that to you. To send that to you also.
1: <laughs> this is <laughs> no, not very fun, right? Yeah.
0: No, have fun. It's this. This is life right now. This is awesome.
1: Definitely, definitely, and it make phrases. You know, you made me really think how I'm going to approach my marketing and how to make phrases that are sticky and uh they, they do a lot of fun stuff you know people love the interest of the chris Fosch show because it has it has a lot of funny stuff in there that I that put when i wrote it and uh you know people will be like brain bleed makes my brain bleed what and, you know they and it makes education a little bit more fun when you think of it from i don't know an injury standpoint I don't know. <laughs> funny in that way. Uh, so uh, very insightful, James, to have you on the show and very exciting. I'm gonna be enjoying reading your book. Uh, give us your dot com so people can find you on the internet, please.
0: So, brain glue book is an easy way to do that. That'll take you right to Amazon. That's the first one. I do have something called Brain Glue Page, mm-hmm. and that'll take you to a better description of what's in the book and all the awards. It's won tons of awards. I was on a TED talk just now, which is really exciting. I got three universities that want to make this mandatory for everybody who's in marketing, which is really cool. I'm not allowed to say which ones, but it's very famous universities because they want to have the edge. But this will give you the edge. So, yeah, BrainglueBook.com. That'll really that'll take you there so you could at least read some of the book, too, because Amazon there wants you, to do that.
1: There you go. Adam Husky ordered the book. He loves it. Uh, he thought it was awesome, and uh, he just loves your energy, everything you put in the show. Uh, thank you, James, for coming to the show. really appreciate it, man.
0: Oh, Chris, thank you so much. It was lots of fun.
1: There you go. And hopefully it's stuck with people in their brain glue. So there you <laughs> go. It'll be sticky and we'll be sharing the show out. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Go to Goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, for Chris Voss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Voss. And probably for the stickiest stuff, the AI posts we're making uh, on TikTok and those auto-repeat, which is probably its own thing uh, as to why TikTok is successful. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time.